on Shoes Off Talk. If uh, I, I sent you guys the info, this is Mr. Jerry Harrison Jr., uh, 2009 New York Yankees World Series champion. All right. And 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 one of one of my closest dearest friends. I've had an opportunity while he was playing uh, to be able to travel to some different cities and see him do his thing. Man, I couldn't be more proud of him and his accomplishments on the field. But I'm even more uh, proud of what he has done as a father and a man in the community and oh, with Chicago his children. Too. Yeah, Chicago guy. Hold on. Her first of all. He ain't really like a real Chicago guy because he, he he roots for all the other teams. No, I'm just oh, like me, like the Cubs. No, I'm a Cubs fan. Like the uh, uh, the Bears. You know, I like my Bulls. You That's know. right. Jerry, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Bears fan, Bulls fan. I grew up a White Sox fan. Same. I grew up a White Sox fan, but then I got converted. You know, I, I flipped. You know, went to the real team, the Cubs. That's right. Oh, but you, God. you know, you know, y'all know, y'all know that that's not socially acceptable in Illinois to be able to flip from a Chicago Cubs fan to a White Sox. You can only get away with that when you leave the city. You couldn't do that living in Chicago. I'm in Arizona. Exactly. My point exactly. So, Jared, tell me, talk about some of the stuff you have going on. Well, I just got uh, done uh, doing the, the post-game show for the Dodgers. I've been doing uh, Dodgers TV the last 10 years. I retired uh, after the 2013 season. It's been 10 years now since I haven't been on the field. Uh, I played 16 years in the big leagues. Uh, my grandfather played. My dad played. My uncle played. Uh, my grandfather was the first black player to play with the Chicago White Sox. He played in the Negro Leagues. Uh, played... Uh, with, against, Satchel Page, Josh Gibson, Cool Papa Bell, Double Duty Ratcliffe, uh, so many legends uh, back in the day. Uh, and, you know, I just grew up around the game, love the game of baseball. I love all sports. And I failed to mention my brother Scott. My brother Scott also played in the, in, in the big leagues for 10 years. Uh, so we were, we were very fortunate to have five family members playing in Major League Baseball. Uh, we weren't the most talented. Uh, we weren't the fastest, the strongest, the biggest, but uh, we had a passion for the game, and uh, the game was great to us. I love the fact that you have a connection to the, uh, the Negro Leagues. My grandfather also played. He played for the Birmingham Barracudas. So I have that connection as well. So, man, hey, that's what's up. That's what's awesome. crazy is I, I uh, first met Jerry... Um, What's that? Uh, Lifetime Fitness? Lifetime, yep. Lifetime Fitness, and what was that? Had to be I was giving you buckets on the, on the, on the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Jerry, I thought you were just a baseball player. I go, bro, I was oh, back in the day. Hold on. <laughs> he said he was so, making it rain. So, so <laughs> Jerry, I love him to death. And, and the one thing I can say about Jerry is he's well-rounded when it comes to sports. He, 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 he is pretty good in basketball. He's, you know, I mean, goes without saying what he does on the baseball field. Used to be, used to be pretty good at basketball. I don't play basketball anymore. <laughs> well, I'm be. talking about, I'm talk, at this point, I'm talking in our age bracket now. Like, oh. <laughs> like in our age bracket, yeah. I, 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 I used to be really good. 
Um, but but now I, I I stick to the half court at EOS three on three. You know, living my keep it simple. Yeah, yeah, keep it simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I can say, um, I had a conversation the other day with uh, one of my. He's like my brother, my little brother, um, which is Ray Allen. And I, um, how me and Ray Allen know each other is that I was stationed at Shaw Air Force Base in South Carolina where his dad was stationed. And uh, Ray Walter, which is Ray's dad, used to say, hey, you know, at the, on the military base, you had to be a certain age to get in the gym. You couldn't be in the gym by yourself. And so Walt, you know, whenever he would work late or whatever, I would go grab Ray, bring him to the gym. Um, and so he kind of grew up as my my little bro, and we always had stayed in touch. His mom, I can call her to this day and not say a word. It's like, hey, son, um, that's the closest that we have. And so I reached out to Ray the other day uh, to get him to come on the show. And uh, he was like, um, I actually was going to be in Miami because I just came back from the DR. And uh, he was like, hey, I'd love to meet up with you. You know, but I'm going golfing with MJ. And it's just, it's crazy because when you're close to these guys, yeah. you don't, you you forget. You forget, like, their yeah. stardom man, and, yeah. and who they are. They're celebrity. And when he said MJ, I'm like, I'm like a little kid. I'm like, so then I called, then I talked to uh, Jerry today. I said, uh, I said, Jerry, I said, um. Yeah, I hit Ray up to be on the show. I was trying to get both of you guys on the show. He was, and you know, he went in to tell me that you know he's either you played against Ray before or no, you 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 were supposed to play uh, with MJ with yeah, MJ, yeah. and then something happened during COVID where he didn't show up. But but what we're trying to do is we're trying to connect them three: Ray, MJ, and Jerry. And that is going to be open mic night. That, that I, I, we need to have mics on the golf course uh, for that. But Jerry, what did you say? What was your response when I said, "Hey, I need to get you on the golf course with MJ and and Ray"? Well, I was supposed to play golf with MJ uh, in Arizona, in Scottsdale. So I live in Scottsdale. I go back and forth Scottsdale and LA. Uh, during COVID, uh, I know he knows Ben Herman really well. Uh, ben owns uh, Silverleaf Golf Club in, in Scottsdale, and uh, you know I knew he was going to come out to Silverleaf, and we have a, a mutual friend, and he was going to come out and play golf. So I said I, I would love to, to tag along, but something happened. Uh, it, it was during the baseball, or excuse me, the basketball season, and I remember that when COVID was going on, things were crazy. He couldn't get away, so that, that never materialized. But um, you, know, you mentioned Ray Allen playing golf with uh, with with MJ. I'm up for it, bro. Anytime those two, I know Ray is, is really good. You know, I'm, I'm a five handicap. Okay, maybe a four. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to try to get as many strokes as I can. I think Ray, I heard, is around a two, three, or four in that ballpark. And I know MJ's somewhere uh, in the neighborhood. So I would love to play golf with those guys and just hear the, hear the, uh, the trash talking. You know, with MJ... Um, the last time I saw him was at his party. He had the MVP party at, at a Super Bowl years ago, and he played baseball, and he got really close with my grandfather. I mentioned my grandfather, Sam. He played in the Negro Leagues, and he was the first black player to play with Chicago White Sox. Well, he also became a scout and then a coach. 
when his later later on in life he became a coach for the Birmingham Barons. One year, Michael Jordan was playing baseball for the Birmingham Barons. And my grandfather was on the coaching staff. He really connected with my grandfather because my grandfather will tell MJ stories about Satchel Paige and Josh Gibson and all those legendary Negro League ball players that MJ's dad used to tell MJ. You know, oh, no. and obviously about Hank Aaron. So a lot of the heroes that MJ had, he had his heroes on the basketball court, but he also had a lot of heroes on the baseball field. You know, and MJ will say it, you know, he grew up thinking, you know, 10, 12, 13 years of age that he was going to be a baseball player. Yeah, That was his dream. And then obviously we know he shot up to be, you know, the greatest basketball player of all time. So uh, I think he made the right decision to go play basketball. Yeah. Uh, but he, 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 you know, he played baseball. That was not a fluke thing. This is what he wanted to do. And he worked extremely hard of, of being a major league baseball player. He was on a mission. Uh, so much so that my grandfather would tell him, hey, man, you need to slow down a little bit because you're going to burn yourself out for the game. He'd get there at noon, take massive uh, BP on the field, early BP. Then he'll do flips, go get some knee, get something uh, in his system, go right back out for batting practice. And he would do it over and over and over again. By the time the game time would start at 7 o'clock, it almost like he would be too tired to play the game. But he was doing so much or at least trying to catch up because he hasn't played baseball in all those years. So that wasn't a thing that he just did. He was sincere of trying to be a Major League Baseball player. And here's, I'm going to tell you another thing. If the Major League Baseball strike does not happen in, in 95 in spring training, Michael Jordan probably doesn't come back to basketball because he was focusing on being a Major League Baseball player. So the strike happens. MJ wasn't going to cross the picket line, right? So he had time on his hands. He started talking, hanging around with B.J. Armstrong in Chicago, started going to a couple practices, and then, boom, he makes a comeback to play basketball. That's how it happened. And history, and history is written, then there's three additional championships. Uh, and, and it's so crazy because that's always the topic of discussion, you know, and, and that's, this leads into a segment that me and Jerry, we always talk about. And that's that GOAT debate. And, and you have so many people that, I, I say it like this, there are so many bitter people when it comes to MJ, when you talk about the GOAT debate, to where they say some of the most outlandish things, like uh, had Michael uh, not left to go to baseball, um, you know, uh, Houston would have, would have, Houston would have, uh, uh, gotten them during those championship years. Can I, can I stop you right there? There is nobody who respects Michael Jordan more than Akeem Olajuwon. Go back and listen to what Akeem Olajuwon has to say about Michael Jordan. He even talks to him about being a lion. He, he, Akeem Olajuwon is talking about MJ being a lion, be, meaning like if you're in a jungle somewhere and you see that lion, you wouldn't make any sudden movements. You wouldn't go poke the lion, okay? because you don't want that smoke. Think about that for a second. Akeem Olajuwon saying that about Michael Jordan. So when they were asked about the GOAT debate, Hakeem Olajuwon said, there is no comparison. He said, LeBron James is a great player. Of course he's a great player. I mean, you'd have to be stupid not to say that. He's an incredible player. One of the best athletes I've ever seen, not just a basketball player. But as far as skill set, his drive, determination, work ethic to go along Michael Jordan, with his athleticism in a much 
tough relief because you could handshake, get knocked to the ground. They could, they wouldn't call. There was no flagrant fouls back then. That was hey, a common. A flagrant foul now is a common foul back then, dude. Oh my God! You know what I'm saying? So, so again, that's Hakeem Elijah I'm talking. So, when anybody talks about all the, 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 we, I don't like to play the if game. I don't like to play the if game. But there's two guys that have the utmost respect for Michael Jordan. That's Hakeem Elijah and another guy who had to guard him, Vernon Maxwell. Vernon Maxwell was that dude. He was a dog. Did not back down from nobody. Go see what Vernon Maxwell has to say about MJ. He even said, bro, I know I try to get under skin because I try to, you know, you know, get him off his game. But, bro, he stayed giving me buckets. He was the toughest I've ever seen on the basketball court. That's from Vernon Maxwell. So, again, you know, I know they talk about the go because that is the thing. It used to be who's going to be the next Jordan? Is it going to be Grant Hill? Is it going to be Kobe? Is it going to be LeBron? Now is it going to be Luca? Now is it going to be that kid from France? Bruh, what MJ did, 10 scoring titles, defensive player of the year, the only man in history, only NBA player in history to have over 200 steals and 100 blocks in a season. He did that twice, bruh, twice. Defensively and offensively. You go back to what Jerry White, Jerry West talks about. You go back and, and hear Shaq talk. You go back and hear all, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Freaking Larry Bird, bro, before Jordan even won his championships. This is his second year in the league after he broke his foot. Called him God in gym shoes, bro. Larry yeah. Bird, called another player God, bro. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Yeah. So, yeah. no disrespect to LeBron. Incredible player, man. No dis- what he's done, unbelievable. No disrespect to Kobe, no disrespect to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I, my eyes, I've been watching basketball from, 80, from 84 to today. I have never seen a guy get on a basketball court and say, I'm going to go guard Reggie Miller. I'm going to go guard Magic Johnson. I'm going to go guard their best player. I'm going to shut you down. And then, oh, by the way, I'm going to try 40 on you. I'm going to try 40 on you, by the way. He started on the defensive end, bro. So everybody says, well, well, Pippen guarded the best player. That's a lie. Pippen was an unbelievable defender. MJ guarded Clyde Drexler. MJ guarded Magic Johnson. MJ guarded Reggie Miller. MJ guarded all their, their scores because yeah. that's how insane he was. What, what, he was what, a freaking he like lunatic. Nine-time all-defensive team as well? Nine times, bro. Nine times. Like that, that, times. that you know, and that's, that's why I said, you know, uh, piggybacking off what you said, it's like I get into these – debates on social media and a lot of these guys are just armchair basketball players not not to discredit their games or any of that but a lot of times when you talk basketball like I could talk basketball with Jerry without getting my feelings involved yeah. because we actually play back we actually talk about the game and we have bias and unbiased but that never gets in the way of yeah. when when you're talking facts like mm-hmm. indelible facts and he's been associated with a lot of big names in the NBA. And I've been associated with a lot of big names in the NBA. And resoundingly, they all say the same thing about who the GOAT is. Like Michael you, Jordan, they say it's Michael Jordan and then it's Kobe. Yeah. That's, that's what they all say. They all and, say that. And, and, and when they say that, I, I talked to a couple of NBA guys that have played against all three of them. Or have played against Kobe and LeBron. They always say, hey, no disrespect to LeBron. He's unbelievable. But they always say, bro, do you understand? I had a freaking chase down Kobe Bryant for 45 minutes, 48 minutes. Do you understand? Like, I lost sleep over that, bro. They're talking about Kobe. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't lose sleep over it. He goes, so, bro, I don't care what. 
because the game has changed with load management, and then now you can't touch anybody. You have freedom of movement, so everybody, oh everybody scoring forty that's points now. Everybody, 40, 50 a point. Everybody forty or fifty a game for Mike and Kobe. Exactly. So, so, so again, if you talk to those guys who are actually on the floor with all those guys, they go, "Bro, it's MJ and it's Kobe, bro." Allen Iverson says it. Ray Allen says it. All, Kobe, even Shaq goes, Shaq, who played with LeBron and Kobe, shuts it down. Always says it's MJ, bro. Then it's Kobe. Why are we disregarding Kobe? This is Shaq. That's, that's what. That's what, that's funny because that's what AI said. It's like y'all, y'all talking about MJ and LeBron. Did y'all forget about the Mamba? Did, yep. did, did y'all? And, and what's crazy is is M, uh, Kobe was a pupil of. MJ yeah. and and I firmly agree following the game of basketball my whole life and being associated with the people it is literally Mike Kobe and there there is a gap in between that two and the next three it's not like Mike and Kobe is like this then there's like a gap right here yep. to to the number three mm-hmm. and um, you guys know basketball you guys know remember MJ and Kobe, they played in the triangle offense. That meaning they all shared the basketball. But their number one thing before the shots or whatever and scoring, their number one thing is defense. That was their number one thing. I'm gonna lock whoever I I'm gonna lock him down. I just saw the redeemed team a few months ago, right? Coach K, first practice, Kobe Bryant doesn't talk about offense, doesn't about who's gonna get the ball, doesn't talk. He goes, Whoever that other team's best player, I got it. I got it. First thing he told him, Coach K, defense. That's the mentality. And we've gone away because of the triple-double and you got to get stats now. Everybody's shooting and everybody, threes. Oh, he's got a triple-double now. He must have. Bro, back in the day, I know we're aging ourselves. You did your work on the defensive end first. And then the defense translates to offense, the movement of the offense. Oh, if you didn't play, if you didn't play defense back in the day, you really would not get much playing time. Yep. Because that's just the way that's just the way we grew up playing the game. It was like, and and I don't know how. Still, I'm 53 years old, and I get on the court now. E- even in my three on three, I can't take credit for hitting five buckets when my man got four right up under. Yep. Like that bothers me. That bothers me. And I when did we when did we have such an era where we celebrating somebody scoring points and they take an L? Like when, when do we celebrate scoring and you take an L? Like it's, it's I, I just—it's this new wave of basketball. It's rea- it's all reality TV. It's all a show. Um, and that was the one thing. Like when we talk about MJ, the one thing that I wish MJ would have done more of, and I know a lot of people did, was to use his platform more in the black community. Um, but MJ. It, it was it was basketball first mm-hmm. it was basketball first you know um and that that's my only thing is that i, I, well, I wish well, you would. the thing is remember tim nobody no athlete no athlete in the history of being an athlete has given more money yeah to causes than michael jordan michael jordan's number one now again he wasn't as vocal because yeah, he I think, didn't I guess that's it face and say, hey, look at me, I'm giving $10 million here. Look at me, I'm giving $10 million over here or $2 million. He's not, he wasn't that guy. 
And it actually, it was been somebody in his circle recently saying, hey man, you need to put this out there that you're doing it. He didn't want anybody to know this. You know what I'm saying? But again, it is doc well documented that nobody has given more money to causes than Michael Jordan. So that in itself is misconstrued. A lot of people don't know that. But go back and do the numbers. No athlete, I'm not talking about basketball player, no athlete has given more money to charity than Michael Jordan. And that is a fact. Well, you know, you know, the one thing that everybody remembers is when he said, uh, when he made that comment about, what did he say, Republicans or Democrats buy tennis shoes too? Well, what was that comment that, and I thought well, that- he said, it, he said it on the bus and it was in jest, just, just, uh, it was a joke. And then somebody ran with it. Yeah. We yeah. pay stuff all the that, time. That's the so, one thing, you know, you know, when people are trying to look for kinks in your armor, they, they, they're going to reach and grab anything that, that, may show either a sign of weakness or, or that could separate you from your glory or, or you make it history. So, you know, um, those haters we were talking about. yeah, that, that it really is those haters. But Jerry, you, you guys see how when we talk about baseball, mm -hmm. he's a little passionate, but we talk about basketball. Oh, man, <laughs> man. <laughs> that's, that's Encyclopedia Brown right there. That's Encyclopedia Brown, but um, well enough. You also, Jerry also has a son that is killing it on. Uh, let us know what, what what's what's going on for the next generation of Harrison. Well, I, I got a son Jackson. Uh, he's a center fielder at Desert Mountain. You know, he can play the infield too. He's a really good athlete. Uh, he's really starting to come in, in, into his in, in his own as a player. A switch hitter can run. Uh, he's really starting to develop uh, great back to ball skills. I'm doing the baseball lingo. Uh, the talent is definitely there. It's up to him to continue to get better and better. Like I said, he's he's only a junior in high school, uh, but you know he's off to a pretty good start so far. They, they've had kind of equivalent of spring training games. Uh, I think they have four uh, so far, but he looks great on the field. Makes some incredible defensive plays. He's got a passion for the game of baseball. Works extremely hard. Uh, 4.1 GPA, which I'm extremely proud or of him. You know, making sure. He, Excellent. Education is, is the most important because uh, it gives you options. Yes. You know, so, um, he's, he's a great kid. Very proud of him. And I got two other daughters. One's a volleyball player, uh, and the other one's a softball player. So they're all three different sports. Well, he, he, he awesome. uh, they're good. He's kids. raising some athletes, and and I I can attest. You know, I've, I've I'm I'm uncle uh, to his kids. Uh, low key, but he has some amazing kids, and and you can tell, you know how they say, you know, the apples doesn't fall, don't fall far from the tree. Um, Jerry's family is really a close knit family. You can see the interaction with his kids when he's around them, and 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 I think when we talk about the black community, we we don't give those fathers that may not necessarily be in the home, we don't give them the credit of what they do uh, when, they're, when they're outside of the household. But Jerry is the epitome of what you think of when it comes to fathers that are actively, more than actively involved in their kids. Um, so we, we definitely want to applaud you as a father and yes. the things that you you have going on and to be able to juggle. Jerry lives between LA and Phoenix. He has a home here. And, it, and just, just to piggyback off of what I said about being that kind of father, he has his home here for him and his kids. You know, when the season's not going on, he has them. 
what is going on he has him out there and then come here so he's the epitome of understanding that family is first um, right. absolutely i learned that from my dad and, and exactly. he learned that from his father you know and and like you mentioned i'm glad that you mentioned that tim because there are so many great fathers in our community so many and it's not applauded it's not in the forefront we always hear about uh the negative stuff we need to hear more about the positive stuff because there are plenty of fathers who are just being fathers man because that's their lineage that's their family and there's tremendous examples of that and we talk about the goat conversation michael jordan raised three incredible children you know we know about kobe you know rest in peace incredible kids you can see that he that the kids were loved when he was when he was uh, alive and you can see lebron incredible father incredible father to, to his kids you know so again for them it's not hard it's really hard being in the limelight and obviously they're raised the right way but those are incredible examples we need more examples because they're out there but they need to be more uh, put out in the forefront because there's uh, tremendous fathers out there for their kids well we'd like to thank you mr harrison for coming on shoes off talk it's been a pleasure uh, we definitely will have you back on. We 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 hope to be able to pair you uh, with uh, Ray. You know, he told me that uh, he'll send over his schedule, and we kind of see get with your schedule. That way, we can kind of talk some some golf and 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 other things. A lot of people don't know that I played basketball professionally, but I was better at baseball. I I was on all kind of all star teams and everything, so. That's the closest we have, you know, with my love of baseball as well uh, as his love of basketball. So once again, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, it's been a pleasure. We look forward to having you back. And I actually will see. Am I going to see you tomorrow? You're not going to see you tomorrow. I got to be in L.A. to do the show. But hey, enjoy the, the Cubs-Dodger game. So uh, It's on me. You guys have fun. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry left me tickets for the uh, Cubs-Dodgers game tomorrow. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, so so uh, I didn't I I did leave them tickets, but you know they know I'll take care of them. They know I got them. They know I got them. But Jerry, have a good rest of your day, and once again, man, thank you for coming on Shoes Off Talk. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Anytime.